Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for downloading the latest edition of Vleeties. That's the podcast people that I'm talking to. Uh, I am talking uh, to Zach right now. Zach, what's geezy? We're live. How are you, my friend? We are live. I'm doing good. It's fucking Tuesday. It's been a long week already. But uh, let's talk about football because that'll probably take my mind off it. Oh, my gosh. So much football to talk about. So much sad football right at the top. But before we get into all that, if you're listening on the podcast, we are live right now. TriCast. Return to the TriCast. Twitch.tv slash RealVleeties. Trovo.live slash Vleeties. YouTube.com slash Ryan Van Vliet. And again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, podcast1.com like pretty much all the, the fun places to get your podcast except the Amazon music app I have no idea how to get on there I've sent emails <laughs> I don't know why they won't accept my RSS feed much like Trovo hasn't accepted my uh, they have not approved my elixir spell it's been like three days maybe because I have AOC as the gif you have to include a gif <laughs> so of course I need to have the darling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as the gif where she's like dancing in the hallway classic ladies gif but we're here live right now and yeah i wanted to talk football i have so much wrestling on the back end so for those who are here for wrestling do not fret in an hour i have so much wrestling we're probably gonna go to bed at one tonight like it's gonna be one of those (laughs) nights where i just have so much the tuesday shows are too much like i really should spread some of this shit out but smackdown happens on friday it's already tuesday i'm already late passing on it as it is like if anything i should just do it like a live another live thing on Saturdays to recap some of the SmackDown that I watch and 205 Live and main event. But since I haven't been on, since I haven't been live anywhere, I haven't recorded anything since last Thursday, this is the time to talk about that shit. So do not worry, anybody. I will get to all of that eventually. But, Zach, behind us right now, the legendary quarterback for the University of Hawaii, Colt Brennan, 37 years old. He was found dead, Zach. So, Colt Brennan, a unique story. He got kicked out of his like his first college. I don't know if he had some sexual allegations or something, but he's always been kind of the problem child. But he gets to the University of Hawaii and balls out. Now, this guy was outstanding. I had a number 14 University of Hawaii jersey when we were in, I think, middle school or high school when Timmy Chang was the quarterback. And I remember <laughs> I would stay up to, like, the best part of the West Coast, and I, one thing I do miss about the West Coast is college football where you, like, wake up college football's on and it literally is on until like midnight because i would stay up to watch the hawaii games i would watch hawaii versus boise state against louisiana tech wherever i could watch any sort of hawaii like college football was an all-day event and it still is here in texas i mean i get up and there's games on already and um you know like it goes late like my the best part for us is like the my wife's a ucla fan those games come on at like eight o'clock so we still have football pretty much the entire day. So, but the West Coast, Hawaii was our main event of the evening. It came on pretty late at night. I think it was 10 p.m. The games would come on Fox Sports Net or Fox Sports West, whichever channel got it. And I would stay up late to watch Timmy Chang. And then after Timmy Chang, it was Colt Brennan. And this guy has, like, what, all of the records at the University of Hawaii? Like, he's just, <laughs> when you look at college football and you look at the records, this guy is up there in so many different categories. Because he was one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, he is the best quarterback in Hawaii history. I'm saying it, hands down, easily the best quarterback in Hawaii history. And and Zach, gone way too soon. Uh, Colt Brennan. And, and th- this is a guy who, he made it to the NFL, and I was, I was already like, whoa, he did it. Like, nobody thought he would even get drafted. I don't think he was drafted, but I do think he was undrafted free agent going to, 
I think he went to the Redskins. And I was at he a did. I was at a Redskins game when he was there. He was wearing sweatpants though, so I was like, "Oh, he's not playing today. <laughs> he's not even dressed for this one." I get to watch Jason Campbell or one of their other quarterbacks that didn't really work out. But Colt Brennan, you raised me in a way that you don't even understand. Amazing story, amazing quarterback. Rest in peace, Colt Brennan. Uh, Zach, this is a weird one for me, man. Like Tyler Perry, I'm never on social media, and our good friend Tyler Perry messaged me like. He sent me a DM on Twitter, which I never even get those. And I open it. <laughs> I open it, and it was like the saddest thing. Colt Brennan died. Man, I I remember you were a huge Hawaii fan for I don't know what reason. Now your dad fucking – he still lives there, right? Yeah, he's there, so he has a reason. Yeah, he has a reason. Living the life, bro. Yeah, he has a reason to root for Hawaii. I still root for Hawaii. A lot of it is – like, you know, and – so I live in Texas. College football is unique in, in, in here in Texas because it actually matters here. <laughs> like we're <laughs> like where we're from, it's not like that big of a de- like USC and UCLA obviously pretty big deals, but there's not this like pride of like oh I went to USC so I love the Trojans. Like you go to a, I think Evan Evan Williams told the great story of going to a UCLA game and all the nerds behind him are asking like so like what second down mean. You know, like, Evan had to, like, listen to this shit happening at a UCLA game in the student section. He's like, what the fuck is this? So kind of the same deal uh, or kind of like that deal in California where, sure, everyone who goes to, like, people, the USC fans aren't actually going to USC. The UCLA fans aren't actually going to UCLA. Those are just students who kind of, oh, they have a football team here. This is fun. But here in the South... I mean, these people, there are, like, every house you drive by, there's either an OSU flag, a Baylor flag, an Oklahoma flag, uh, TCU. It's ev- every like, every team here. Uh, uh, Hook'em, the uh, University of oh, Texas. my Lord. What happened? What did we do? Do you know what tuition is up to at USC? Oh, it's got to be 50K a, a semester, right? I mean, it's. Maybe add twenty percent to that. Oh my goodness! Uh, like sixty thousand four hundred forty-six. I can't imagine semester? even going to any of these schools, and that's why when I watch like the college admission <laughs> scandal, I'm like, good fuck it, let these people go to college then. Like, waste I'm not, all your money. I'm not dealing with that. These kids who are crying, oh, I didn't get into Harvard. That's good. You just saved a lot of money. Like, you're gonna get the same degree anyway. Has no one seen Goodwill Hunting? Didn't he? Pro- <laughs> didn't he prove you don't need to go to college? You could have got exactly. It's all about your education in the end. And the education he got was, was better than anything that he would have got uh, from going to Harvard. You know? Somebody's just telling you shit out of a book that you can buy anyway. Yeah, dollar twenty three and late charges from the public library. Like, so there there are ways. Uh, like, to, I just It never made sense to me why people were, like, stressing. Like, if I don't get into USC, my life <laughs> is literally over. <laughs> like, people have that mindset where it's like, no, like. You're going to be okay. I, like, trust me on that. So here, like here in the South, yeah, obviously everybody's all about, uh, everybody's all about whatever school they went to or whatever school they were, you know, like, like whatever school they were, they grew up kind of, all oh, my family is all about Baylor or all oh, my family is Maddie all about. Maddie Spice 04 says Juju went to USC and look at his life. Juju Smith-Schuster. Thank you, Maddie Spice. Juju Smith-Schuster went to USC and look at him. He's breaking the stereotype for shitty receivers to come out of USC. He's the best receiver in Pittsburgh history. So it's really important that he goes to the NFL and does great things. And yeah, when you look at like, so Hawaii for me, when I was younger, it was almost 
extra hipster. Like, you know, everybody likes SC. Everybody likes uh, UCLA. Uh, everybody likes Florida. <laughs> or one person I know <laughs> likes Florida. But it, it really was because, like, I liked Hawaii because I was kind of, you know, it was it was easy to like Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush and Carson Palmer and John David Booty and all these USC. It was easy to like USC because they were always unbeatable and untouchable. It was easy to like UCLA because of their lineage and their history. For me, it was more fun to root for me. It's the same reason I root for the Raiders. It's more fun to root for the <laughs> shitty teams. Like I could easily just convince myself, you know what? I love these Buccaneers, but it's not fun to root for. I don't want to root for the, the greatest ever. I don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I like The Rock. I I I, 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 know, I didn't want to like my favorite teams are never the most. I'm an Angels fan, right? I We're love complete opposite. I love I love me some punishment. Yeah, yeah. I know. Stone Cold number one. Patriots. See, Gators fan when Tebow was there. That's when I became a Gators fan. <laughs> That's what I mean. I go through. I like to be punished. I I, I want to earn it. You know, like I was watching Gators lacrosse, women's <laughs> lacrosse this weekend because they're ranked number one. Hey, well, the University of Hawaii, I man. was like, men's volleyball team. If we're going to watch women's lacrosse, let's watch the number one team. Better be the greatest teams. Uh, They're winning seven to nothing. Men's volleyball team for the University of Hawaii. Uh, national champions, baby. Clap Ayo. it up. I mean, look, they win at things. I mean, obviously, if you're going to play beach volleyball or even indoor volleyball, you might as well go to the beach, brother. You might as well go to Hawaii. I think it was Ricky Williams, great University of Texas alum, uh, also uh, smoked a lot of weed. Uh, ten thousand yard rusher, great man. He uh, he was the one. I think he said, if you wanna you wanna be a movie star, you go to USC. You wanna surf, you go to Hawaii. You wanna play football, you come to Austin, Texas. That was a Ricky Williams line. So like here in the South, I'm a USC fan because like it's I I'm from Southern California. Everybody here talks shit about <laughs> you know USC and th they don't respect any Pac-12 football at all. Like. <laughs> this is, you know, this is Big 12 or this is SEC country. There's even a big contingent of University of Iowa fans. So Big 10 gets a lot of respect out here. The Pac-12 is like the minor leagues to everybody. Like, oh, that's cute. I remember them. Remember they lost? Like, the big thing is, even if people don't like Vince Young and the Longhorns, remember that one game where the Longhorns beat the Trojans that nobody could beat? It's like, yes, I watched it. I, I remember. I remember where I was when that happened. I, I was at Cheryl's house. I think everybody knows where they were. I was at Cheryl's house. We were in a room where it had two TVs, right? The, the adults were in, like, the living room. I was in this room <laughs> where you could hear everything happening in the living room, and the television feed must have been, like, five seconds slower. So you would hear this amazing pop from the living room, like, yeah, and then you knew something good for SC happened. And then you'd hear big, oh, no, and you knew something for <laughs> the Longhorns happened. So growing up in, in Southern California, yeah, the Trojans kind of stuck with me. And I got really annoyed when the Trojans got their bowl ban. And this, I will f forever sing the stories of how much I hate, hate, capital H, the Oregon Ducks. I think the Oregon Ducks are the dumbest. Oh, hate with an eight. I, I hate these fucking Ducks. And, like, look, if you like the Oregon Ducks, that's fine. I don't dislike you. I dislike the Oregon Ducks. And I dislike everyone who was a USC fan, who was a UCLA fan, like or who was a San Diego State fan, whatever. If you had a favorite team in Southern California and suddenly there were bull bands on SC, UCLA sucked, and now I see you show up at our high school wearing an Oregon shirt, let's <laughs> let's settle down a little bit. No like nobody would have liked the Oregon Ducks had there not been an unnecessary bull band 
on USC because they bought Reggie Bush's mom a house. Oh, boo-hoo. Like, every school is doing shit like this. Kids are getting money all the time. Like, even watching Last Chance You, and they're like, oh, I get a $1,600 tuition check. And they're allowed to do whatever they want with it. So let's stop pretending. Yeah, hey, this is for food, and this is for Xbox games. But God forbid we buy somebody a house who can't pay their rent. So, yeah, uh, call it triple is, is ridiculous. But I so when I live in Texas, I'm a big SC fan. Still root for Hawaii. I still got Hawaii swag. I got a Hawaii sweater, Hawaii hat. I have 30 hats. I have 30 hats, Zach. I don't know if I've ever told you this. So How I, could you ever be sad? I wanted to buy more hats. I almost bought a Penguins hat from Maddie Spice because I'm just as like a gimmick. Like, who am I rooting for in the NHL playoffs this year? Pfft. Penguins, baby. Like I was I've bought like four golf hats in the last week. Look at you, Mr. Titleist. Callaway hat. I'm right Mr. Now. Callaway already. I have a, I think I have a Callaway hat in there. It's so sweated out. I don't golf, <laughs> but it's the perfect hat to wear when you're sweating. Like so I only buy black hats. Yeah, golf is perfect for for sweating hats. So, rest in peace, Colt Brennan, favorite player in University of Hawaii history, probably in college football history. Like the fact that he didn't make it in the NFL. Like makes me almost like I have this this weird attachment to him because when I watch college football, you're obviously waiting for these people to turn pro and do amazing things in the pros. Cole Brennan never did that. Like his prime was in college when I was watching it, and I got to live that history with him. So, Colt, you're going to be missed by me. It's unfortunate that uh, it never worked out for you in the NFL or in – I think he even played in some of the other leagues, like the American – Or in life. Yeah, or life didn't work out for you, Colt, 37 years young. Way too early to go. Maddie Spice just says he loves me because I think yeah, I was. I almost bought a Penguins hat. I was looking at Stars hats, but Zach, I have this green screen behind me. I can't buy any Stars merch because they have green in their logo. So the, the Penguins made way more sense to buy some of their merch. Plus, the city of Pittsburgh, much respect that they're the only city in the fucking world that coordinated all their colors. I say that all the time. I like am so frustrated that – I mean, we're from L.A. where – you can wear a purple and gold and be a Laker fan, but you can't show up to that. You know, if I'm wearing purple and gold and I go to an Angels game, it doesn't make sense. There's no cohesiveness <laughs> there. And I remember, and, and the Perry brothers will always scold, will always try and put this on me. But if I'm an Angels fan, that means I must be a Clippers fan. And yeah, yeah, like that's their that's their science, that's their math. Was like, no, you can't. You have to like the Dodgers if you like the Lakers. I was like, no, I like the Angels and I like the Lakers. No, no human being alive likes the Clippers. I have I've met one Clipper fan who was like a legit Clipper fan, and he was from Europe. So there's no <laughs> there's nobody from Los Angeles that's hankering for the red, white, and blue team. Are you? Do you have any? Do you know any Clippers fans like willingly, Zach? Not that were Clippers fans before Kawhi got there. No, I don't know of any, but I will agree with your Pittsburgh. I will buy a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. Oh, they have the best hat. Slaps. Even just the P. Even just the P. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the yeah. same page. We are so on the same page with these Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. guys. Even the P is such a cool hat. The black hat with a pink or a pink. The yellow I P. I mean, Chief Wahoo is number one, but beyond that, uh, dude, I, Pittsburgh slaps. I, the cancel culture sucks because I can't believe. I just saw a P- I, I was just at a sports store, like one of those sports edge where they just like resell sports shit. <laughs> and they had Chief Wahoo hats everywhere. Well, you see, that's Utah, that's baby. the thing. Foot, uh, baseball fans want Chief Wahoo. It's all Hell these yeah. fucking people that don't watch baseball, but they're all about like they're all about <laughs> making change and 
making an impact. So to them, it's always like, we got to find so Bill Burr says it perfectly. Like the people that are professionally outraged, like there's always <laughs> going to be those people that are upset about something. So in this circumstance, yeah. Oh, we got to get rid of that chief Wahoo. It's offensive. He's his head is red. Like that's their big, you know, Oh, we got to get rid of chief Wahoo. So I like wherever they're coming from, it's not, nobody else cares. It's you. And I don't know why Major League Baseball caves into all this shit. It's not like those people are the ones watching the games. Like, you want us to still watch the games. Like, people who like baseball are going to continue to like baseball. Um, the people who like baseball are old white guys. That's I, the problem. And I'm, they're not getting new fans. Yeah, and, and by, I don't know, just by tarnishing the history. I think Candace, Candace Owens says it, says it the best, where she says, like, the leftists are so focused on rewriting history, they don't give a fuck about the future. And like that's kind of what's happening with the world is like we're so we're we're so worried about getting rid of uh, some of the songs from Dumbo that nobody cares that there's an oil shortage. Nobody cares that gas prices continue to go up. Nobody cares that Asian hate crimes are on the rise. Like nobody, like all of these things that are happening in the present day are are really important, really big deals. And meanwhile, people are trying to tell you not to use plastic straws at restaurants. Which, by Some the way, people can't buy gas right now. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I've stopped driving for work in a lot of ways. Like, I do not go on as many sales calls because gas is one dollar more than it was when I started this job. So, like, it's really changed in my my sales days because it really went from, OK, I only spend, you know, 30 or 40 on gas a week. Now I'm spending 60, 70 and mm -hmm. I'm not being compensated the same amount. I'm not being compensated with the turn of the economy, with the, the increase in gas prices. So it really is like nobody else is really looking at that. They're too busy. They're too busy trying to go back and they they, they want to get rid of Chief Wahoo. They don't really care about all these other issues. They're like, well, at least Chief Wahoo's gone. Like, <laughs> at least Trump's not on Twitter. Like all of these like useless things that people are focusing on. Meanwhile, there's all these other issues. Zach, Tim Tebow's back, baby. Timothy. Timothy Tebow is going to the. Uh, What's his team he's going to? He's going the to Jaguars. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer reportedly bought a house next to Tim Tebow. Now, I didn't know that Look at that, man. He, he bought a house next to Tim Tebow. Super cool. Like, super random, but super cool. Uh, and apparently... They're best buds already. He's Maddie Spice 04 says, fuck this guy. Maddie Spice is not on board the Tebow I train. I why. Uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do <laughs> with a certain playoff performance. Uh, courtesy of our good friend Timothy, what an January eighth, twenty twelve, the night before my daughter was born. There, I remember the date. There is a weird. Oh, it's on my screen. Okay, I was like trying to. There's this weird line on the screen right now, and I'm like, where is that even coming from? <laughs> I think it's the edge of your green. It's screen. the very edge of my green screen. I was like looking at it. I I minimized every other thing, and I was like, <laughs> it's not going away. It's just not gonna go away. Like for some reason. Uh, I'm forever here to stay, baby. Yeah, like I think I just got rid of it. Let me see. Nope, still there. I might have cropped the wrong side. But either way, yes, people who are who are listening on the podcast, we're here live, live on Trovo, and sometimes I try and fix things right in the middle of the stream. And I know that's not what you're supposed to do. But hey, Crisscross Two Hundred Two just joined the channel. Look at Crisscross Two Hundred Two. Welcome. Wasn't that your username on AAM? Oh my gosh, I used to be Crisscross Two Hundred Three. So I don't know why he's oh, Two Hundred Two. He must be from Washington D.C. Is my assumption. But Tim Tebow joining the Jaguars as a tight end. Now I was excited for this because in my head I don't just assume they're getting Tim Tebow to play. Like I know he's going to play, but he's also like a player coach. 
he can really help Trevor Lawrence like navigate through the NFL as you know a hot player out of college. Crisscross just casts four. Stay safe spells here on Trovo. Thank you so much, Crisscross. Much appreciated. We are definitely staying safe. I can't wait till my uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez spell gets approved by (laughs) Trovo. I thought Trovo maybe because Trovo's like the Republican one. They're kind of confused why someone's doing an AOC gif. Uh, Maddie Spice just cast a hydrate. Uh, Zach, immediate reaction. Well, wait, when you cast an AOC, does it redistribute the mana for all the users so that everybody has the same amount? If it does the mana, I'm fine with that. Don't touch my elixir. Elixir is the <laughs> one that can be converted into money. So the elixir t- turns into cash, which I think AOC would come after that one, if anything. Like, that would be her main, like, hey. Tax the rich. And she's probably not happy about Tim Tebow collaborating with Urban Meyer, two rich white men. And this is such this is such the trope. Uh, white man comes to save the day. Did you hear that Doctor Strange got cut off of WandaVision because they didn't want to do the trope of white man saves the day? I did not hear that, but uh, they just Vision's not a white man because he wears red makeup. Or it, ma- it made me not watch episode three of WandaVision. I was like, whatever. Fuck <sighs> oh, this Disney man. bullshit. I'm, I'm more and more getting over You're going to be lost in the lost. movies coming up. Don't, yeah, I might not even see them. I might not even see these movies. I, I, if, if a white man can't be in it because, oh, we don't want that trope, then it's okay, fine. Then you don't need white people to watch it. If, if white people are the problem, you're right. I'll go do something else. That's fine. I'll watch Tim Tebow go play tight end. So Tim Tebow is trying to play tight end for these uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. How come? Why now? Because this is a guy that they had told coming out of college, you need to learn how to play tight end. You need to learn how to play a different position. Here we are, I mean, years removed from that draft. How come now, Zach? What, 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 what changed? I think it's the perfect storm, man. I mean, if anybody is going to talk him back into it, it's Urban Meyer. It's in Florida. And I, who the fuck are, is the Jaguars tight end? Is they, he even going to play? They don't have, like, one. They have that O'Shaughnessy guy that was the number one pick up and drop on the fantasy waiver wire throughout all last season like he must have been on everyone's team last year i'm convinced everybody would have him drop him have him drop him is he gonna play i don't know like the jaguars last year were fantasy hell like you didn't know who to pick up (laughs) what week someone was gonna play uh it was it was just a disaster like i think i even had i I had dj chark in a few leagues and then that keelan cole guy showed up and actually played pretty well who knows what's going on in jacksonville so what i'm hoping is trevor warren shows up and now he's got a veteran Tim Tebow who, yes, hasn't been in the league in many years. What what has it been, seven years, eight years? And, I think so. And he's here, a winner, though. He's a winner. We've seen him win. He made it to AAA in baseball, by the way. Like That is a huge accomplishment for someone who took many years off to go play football. So, like, everyone who talks about, oh, he failed at baseball, it's AAA isn't failing at baseball he did they play triple a baseball well and he was he made the main roster the main roster like it's wwe he made the <laughs> he made the met spring training roster so he was supposed to have a shot to go to the big leagues and then he retired so urban meyer coming to to the jags uh tim tebow by the way i remember even when he left uh when he left new england the jaguars were supposed to sign him because remember they would show the the tarp they would show like the tarped off seats at Jaguar Stadium, and that was like, if you bring Tim Tebow, we'll take off these tarps. And, like, fans were, like, convinced, like, if we get this guy, we can sell out this stadium. This is going to be great. We need Tim Tebow. And 
unfortunately, uh, th- they didn't get him then. They decided to go with Blake Bortles, and that worked for one season, I think. They made it to the AFC Championship game, um, and then they lost. But, you know, they, they had opportunities, so they should have got Tim Tebow a long time ago. This does feel like it's too late, but I'm okay with this move. I'm excited for it. I, a lot of people are – a lot of people were like, this is silly. And then the new people, the same people that want to get rid of Chief Wahoo, Zach. Oh, so Tim Tebow could get a job, but Colin Kaepernick can't? Isn't there such a huge difference between their dismissals from the league? Is Colin Kaepernick going to play fucking tight end? Tebow couldn't get a fucking job until he switched to tight end. Is, yeah, is there another position Kaepernick might switch to? And and you know what? Can we stop pretending that it's not at all Kaepernick's fault? This is a guy who the Broncos had a conversation with him when he was leaving San Francisco, and he wanted QB1 money. He wanted to be paid like Russell Wilson because he had those years where he played as good as or better than Russell Wilson. So he's like, no, I'm still that good. It's like, no, we just watched you lose your job to Blake Bo- uh, Blaine Gabbert. We watched <laughs> you lose your job to Blaine Gabbert, and you want us to pay you five times as much as Blaine Gabbert? Like, it, it didn't make sense. But he was in a Super Bowl, ladies. He made it to a he Super Bowl. He only lost because the power went out. If the power, yeah. It, well, and if their special teams didn't give up that Jacoby Jones uh, kick, uh, kickoff return, who knows? Like, it's, I love games like that where there's 100 things that matter, and then it's like, oh, that power went out, though. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I would say that if you just the middle of the game, how long was it out? Oh, it was like was 30 like minutes. Was it like a half hour? Yeah, stoppage? it was like a half hour, 30 minutes, because I remember I was playing – I was playing pool during the halftime show. <laughs> I was with my friend Matt Stoltz. We went to his girlfriend's like family's lake house or some shit. It wasn't bad. Sick. It was a cool setup. I was I was kind of mad that day because every every Super Bowl I'd watch it with a uh, with our good friend Jason, and Jason decided no, I have a girlfriend now and I don't hang out with ladies anymore. So well, I mean, they got married, right? No, this was his other girlfriend. Oh. So yeah, Sorry. she hated me. Yeah, so <laughs> so I had to go to this random house to go watch this. What's game. her initials? Uh, B S. <laughs> her name is B- yeah B S. <laughs> yeah. So they they went to her. That's not a that's not a joke. Anybody heard her? Her initials are B S. But yeah, it it was just odd. Like I go to this house. Everyone there's a Niner fan, and I hate the Niners because four years before Harbaugh, there was no such thing as a 49er fan in Southern California. (laughs) Like it really was like Joe Montana, Steve young. And then I would ask people, okay, who was the quarterback after Steve young (laughs) crickets? Fucking nobody knew. I was like, no, no, Jeff Garcia. What am I bigger Niner fan than you? Like it really was like people, nobody knew like who's your favorite coach, Mike Singletary or what? Like nobody knew who (laughs) that little era between, uh, Alex Smith. Well, even Alex Smith had that era where he sucked. Like people were saying, "Wow, I can't believe he went above Rodgers." And then you know, it's still I mean, you could still say that, <laughs> but a lot of it is you know, wow, I you know, Alex Smith sucked for like four years. What didn't he have? He had five different offensive coordinators in the first five years of his career. Like he, yeah. there was no way he was going to make it work. And then he finally gets you know a winning team uh, under Harbaugh. Gets a concussion. Kaepernick takes the job, and. Yeah, I mean, it was. I hated the Niners, and I was rooting for Joe Flacco because I was like, "How the fuck did this nerd make it to the Super Bowl?" Like, so I, I was rooting for him and Ray Lewis. Obviously, there were there were other guys on that Baltimore team that I liked, and plus, I wasn't a huge Steelers fan yet. Now I'm a huge Steelers fan. They're my favorite team. I love Juju Smith-Schuster, best player in history. Najee, best draft pick ever. They're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I have a feeling, and the Penguins are gonna win the Cup. So. 
I'm just uh, this is my Maddie Spice show. So it, well, and since we have Tim Tebow on the screen, we got to keep him happy. So I don't know. I I didn't like that team. I didn't like that. So wait, you're abandoning Leatherwood already? No, Alex Leatherwood. I have a feeling. Ha- has an offensive tackle ever won MVP? Did Charles Haley ever get nominated? I mean, maybe this year. This is the one. I have a strong feeling. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle for the Raiders, slides right in there and just dominates every defensive lineman that comes up against him. Like, look, I know we're in the AFC West, right? So that means he's going to go up against Joey Bosa when they play the Chargers. Joey Bosa is going to be – he might as well bring a chair because he's going to be on his ass (laughs) the whole game. All right? Pancake City, my friend. (laughs) What's the over-under? He's still on the team after training camp. Oh, well, here's the thing. I think a realistic one, since he was a first-round draft pick, what are – like, yes or no, the Raiders pick up his fifth-year option. like that Because that's the big thing with the rookies. <sighs> with the rookies, do they get their fifth-year option? Is this guy a four-and-done guy, or is he getting that number – that magical number five year where they actually get paid? Mm, is there a, that's is, a good one. Is there a bet line on that? We need to go to Vegas because I would probably – What position was he drafted? He was – oh, where was he or – yeah, what number? Oh, he yeah. was like the 17th overall pick. I mean, the Raiders were excited. So many other amazing offensive linemen on the board, and they went with Alex Weller with the kid out of Alabama because of his size. I mean, he's got the size, so maybe Gruden and Mayock say, you could teach football. You can't teach oh size. Oh, my God, he still got paid. He, well, yeah. At number 17, he got a $7.8 million signing bonus and a $14 million total contract. Dude, wait for that fifth-year option. Oh like, God. those numbers are going to quadruple when he gets to that fifth year. That's the, that's the big ticket item. Why can't I be two feet taller? <laughs> yeah, and, like, it really should be. It is one of those things where, like, if you have a big kid, you do need to push them to get. Like, I, I Seriously, like, just all you have to do is get drafted. You don't even have to fucking play after that. Like, I, $8 million signing bonus, you never have to work again. I'm trying so hard to get Ralph to throw the ball left-handed. Like, just be left-handed. You just <laughs> need to throw high 80s, and I can get you to the bigs. Like, just teach him the knuckleball. We'll Nobody figure it out. Anymore. We can figure it out. Just be left-handed. Coaches will take an, an unnecessary amount of time investing in you because they're like well we need a lefty reliever like it's all you got to do one inning a game i'm not even trying to get it like you don't even need to be a starter like i don't you don't need to make garrett cole money but you can go make you know uh, you can make uh ricardo rincon money you know i think that's that's what that's where people get caught up is everybody's trying to be garrett cole or clayton kershaw we need we a, need a hundred million. We need like ten million. Yeah, we need a we need to get some uh what's his name? Aaron Seeley's in here or Aaron Foltz, that's his name. He's left handed. We gotta get some <laughs> Arthur Rhodes guys in here. Left handed relievers are important, okay? So Tim Tebow, happy, glad you're back in the NFL. I would not be surprised, by the way. I always say this. If Kaepernick does get a job, I wouldn't be surprised. I think there are teams that could if he wants to work out in front of teams without his whole paparazzi there. I think he probably could land a job somewhere. I, d- I don't think it's impossible. We just saw the, the the Bears have Nick Foles, Justin Fields, and Andy Dalton. So there's some teams that have a, a, an unnecessary amount of quarterbacks that aren't better than Colin Kaepernick. So you can I could definitely see – I mean, shit. He's the same age as Tebow. Exactly. Get, you know, there's still that opportunity. I think a lot of it is is on him. You know, I didn't mean – and I didn't mean to even talk about Kaepernick tonight, but it really is like it just bothers me that, oh, you want to hire this guy but not Kaepernick? And you know, let's not pretend Tebow wasn't vilified for being Christian. I mean, this guy was chased out of the league because he had a he had a paparazzi too. It's 
a similar. He's very anti-abortion. It's a similar situation to Colin Kaepernick, where you know they brought an unnecessary media circus with them, and teams didn't want to deal with that. So one guy. Do you know that story about Tebow? No, that he. Needs, why he's anti-abortion? Why is he anti-abortion? All the doctors told his parents that they should abort him because he was like a super high-risk pregnancy. He was all fucked up. Well, and he was in so the he Philippines. He was supposed to be aborted. And his parents were like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. No, we're, we're fine. Yeah, well, And no, look what they got. Well, and no offense to all of my doctor listeners out there, but it really is a little silly. Some of the things like, you know, I haven't gotten like I, I've gotten flu shots before. But, you know, sometimes I go to the doctor and they're like, did you get your flu shot yet? I'm like, no, nah, not yet. You need to go get it this weekend. Like, or you need to I get it. I am getting fucking tired of being asked if I've got my COVID vaccine. See? Yeah, it's, it's a private choice. I shouldn't have to tell you shit. You know what? I like, and there was an answer. Did you get your prostate exam this year? Yeah. Like, did, yeah. What, what are all these other tests that I should? Oh, be, you did. You got a finger up your ass. Did you get a flu shot? Did you get your COVID vaccine? Did you, did you get, get your COVID anal test done? Did you get your anal swab? Yeah. Did you <laughs> please tell me your anal swab? Because that is the only true way to test for COVID. Came back negative, right? Zach, I was reading a list today of the highest paid players in the NFL this season. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is at the tippy top of this list. Okay. Like, Insane, like you know what all that money gets you? Uh, well, and that's Super Bowl loss. It's gonna get him a Super Bowl loss, and I'm even curious. Like when I went through this list, I was a little shocked because obviously my my favorite thing when I go through lists like this is you always look for switching to rhythm takes just Whoa. sixty seconds. I don't even and know where this is coming from. Hey. You'll be as I don't want to switch to rhythm. Ads here. Never have, and I never will. But now that you have my attention, how do I switch to rhythm? What do I do next? This ad's not even on my screen, so they're wasting a lot of time. So either or I muted their page. So, Zach, number one highest paid player in the NFL quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes, $45 million is his average per year. Now, it says here that his cap hit, his 2021 cap hit, is only $7.4 million. How does that work? Do they? Is there like a salary cap and then there's like a private fund that they can just give him $30 million? Uh no, I think it's Jerry Jones made this famous. I think the signing bonus you can prorate over the whole contract. Mm. So even though his whole deal was a hundred million and like whatever fifty million signing bonus, it gets prorated over the whole thing. So it still looks like every year is only what not half a million dollars for that bonus. Yeah, it looks like it looks like there might have been a sixty-three million dollars signing bonus that can d- lessen the cap hit over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it does say twenty twenty-one cash. He's going to be getting twenty-two point eight million. So yeah, his salary isn't very much. It's seven point four, which is only four percent of the team's salary cap. Which is what a lot of that's what the Packers ran into. That was a huge problem for them. Was that Rogers takes up like fifteen percent of their salary cap, like. They don't have enough to pay other guys to put around Rodgers, which is another one of their big issues. But my favorite part of going through this list is teams you don't see on here, Patriots, and I think the Buccaneers might have one person on here. But it's always like everyone's always, I want to be the highest-paid player. And you notice these highest-paid players don't always win Super Bowls. Like it really. Well, surprisingly, if the Buccaneers are on there, I guarantee you it's Brady. I guarantee you. That's I why he left the Patriots. Yeah. Well, yeah. He wanted. Well, and even when he goes to make more money, he's not making the homes money. Like he won. No. Brady won the Super Bowl last year, and I he probably wasn't even getting paid. You know. A, a, I, I bet you Tom Brady. How much does Mahomes make? 
He makes well. I don't remember what. Yeah, he had to make. Or what's 45. like his yearly breakdown? Forty-five million per year on average is what he's going to be making. Brady makes twenty million less a year. That's what I mean. Guaranteed. He makes way less. They can spread that money around. They can get uh, Antonio Brown. They can get Rob Gronkowski. They can get all <laughs> these tool Leonard Fournette. Like all of these guys, they can. Oh, we have extra money. Like, like I, I remember even playing Madden. You would always want to have like an extra forty million just sitting in that cap space. For if you do need to sign anybody or if you want to make a what trade. Randy Moss wants to come out of retirement. Yeah, now you have cash. Who do you think? That, you, I, I was kind of shocked by this. I guess I didn't realize he had already signed a big contract. Uh, but highest paid running back this season. Who do, you, who do you think it is? Highest paid running back? Yeah, now this one was odd to me because I always think of guys like. I know I running backs don't get paid shit well, anymore. Well, and I thought it would be Ezekiel Elliott. Cause remember, he signed his big freaking deal and everybody was like, Damn. Can't believe the Cowboys are ruining their – can't believe they're doing Maddie all this Spice shit. Maddie Spice 04 says Najee Harris. Najee Harris is the highest paid – no, he's not. But Najee Harris is going to tear it up. He's not the highest paid running back. Christian McCaffrey, my friend. I didn't he realize – He deserves it. I, Fuck. He, and they make him do a lot, and that makes sense. He's getting paid $16 million on he average. He is the Carolina Panthers. Dude, in so many ways. And I was even wondering why – like, because Alvin Kamara is $1 million short of the number one spot. And I then, do love Kamara. And then Zeke, uh, most of his – so I guess Zeke's money is different the way it's spread around. So I, I don't understand how that works. Like maybe That's Jerry Jones. That's what Jerry yeah, Jones Yeah, that's what they're saying. At. Yeah, Jerry Jones. Uh, I guess – oh, I guess because Zeke has an extra year in length. So on average, it's shorter. It's less money average per year. But he's still, yeah. he's still up there with Christian McCaffrey. More total. The receivers I was kind of sh- – I mean, it's kind of obvious. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Those guys are obviously the highest paid. The are the Falcons getting rid of this Julio Jones guy? Isn't it time? Like they're going to give this guy so much money, and I, I they're going through a year where they need to shit or get off the pot. Are they going to try and win a Super Bowl yeah. this year, or are they going to just admit that they need to rebuild this shit? They they should get rid of both Matty Ice and Julio Jones. I love Julio, but I've had him in fantasy like the last two years, and it's. He always does great, but it's just always like I'm always disappointed. <laughs> like he's like always top five. He'll give you a wide receiver one week, maybe once or twice a year now. But then he'll just like he'll he gets hurt. He'll be out a couple weeks, and he's like your number one or number two pick, and then you're just fucked. Yeah, there there's nothing, and he's never gonna live up to what he was doing a few years ago. I mean, he's 32 years old now, so. It's obviously going to be a little different. Just retire, Julio. Yeah, get out of here. Look at Megatron. Let's get Juju Smith-Schuster a new contract. So, yeah, Julio, uh, I would like to see him be traded, obviously. So let him go somewhere else. Let him go to the Buccaneers. Why not? Uh, I'm taking him in the Patriots. And there's so many rumors about where he, where he might go. Matt, Matt Ryan is a Falcon for life. I don't think there's any other team that's going to want to take his salary on or take him on and to think he was a he was the season mvp like what three or four years ago like it really is strange how fast things can change um this was a shocker keenan allen number third uh highest paid receiver in the league the chargers go under the radar a lot and i guess (laughs) they give a lot of money to keenan allen and uh that makes sense you got to keep uh you know justin herbert needs people to throw to uh he also needs to be protected so that's why in their draft i think they went linemen so um George Kittle was the tight end. Uh, the offensive lineman, like, you know, no offense to these linemen, but, like, who cares? You know, Trent Williams, former Redskin, 
the Lions have the highest paid center. Uh, but then when I went to the defense, I think this is where I saw I, so Miles Aaron Donald. It's got to be Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald by far. Yeah, Aaron Donald, but uh, undeservingly so. One uh, jo- Joey Bosa gets paid more on average than Aaron Donald, by the way. Which I, I think are they the same age? How old's Aaron Donald? He's, no, Joey Bosa's got to be younger. Yeah, he's four years younger. Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett are both making. Well, Miles Garrett's making twenty-five million a year. Miles Garrett deserves it. He's a baller, dude. He's a beast. He's a fucking monster. He averages a sack per game. Like every game, he's gonna get one sack. Uh, and he, he's already—he almost killed a man on the field. He's that good. But yeah, I just scrolled through the list just to confirm. There is no New England Patriots. There is no uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there is no. No, o- there's gotta be Tampa Bay. There's none, dude. There's not any. Every position in the Tom NFL. Tom Brady makes at least. 20 million to but 25 just, million yeah, but a year. This is the starting lineup of players. Are you stuck? He's not the. What? No, so it's the highest paid. You know, so that's why you get one quarterback, one running back, three receivers. It's like a fantasy lineup. Oh, I got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah, it's. I mean, okay. I, I don't even think Brady. Let me. I can go back to the quarterback side and let's see who else is mentioned. Like uh, Mahomes has a uh, $450 million contract. That's triple the NFL record for total value. Matt Ryan signed a $150 million deal. Russell Wilson signed a $35 million average per year deal. So even those deals are way more than anything Brady's making. I don't think Brady ever gets over 30. So it looks like Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, these are your highest paid guys. I guarantee you Brady's 20 to 25. He's like sure. either 20 or 25. He's like, I just want a round number. At the Patriots, I took probably 10. So, you know, I got to – Miami's expensive. I got to buy a fucking house. <laughs> On the water, give me like ten million extra. We're good. Yeah, like let me even see if I just type in twenty one because sports uh, Spotrack or whatever Spot Rack. I don't even know how to pronounce it. They always have the salaries listed. Okay, here you go. So this is twenty twenty one. So there's a new guy entering the frame, which we forgot. Dak Prescott, forty million a year. Uh, oh, Dak. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, forty five. Dak Prescott, forty. Deshaun Watson, thirty nine. Who knows what's gonna happen with all that money? <laughs> Russell Wilson, thirty five. Aaron Rodgers, 33.5. Jared Goff, 33.5. <laughs> Jared Goff makes the Regret same amount of money. One. The same amount of money as Aaron Rodgers. Um, however, I mean, shit, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, so, you know, he almost has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 33. That's a little ridiculous, but, I mean, they, they were desperate for a quarterback after fucking mm-hmm. the, what, the Christian Ponder. He's done well, though. He's been consistent. He's done okay. He always starts off kind of shaky, and everyone goes, we need to get rid of this Cousins guy. But then they're always in the mix of it at the end of the year, so you can't complain too and much. And then how about that? Wentz, 32. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan, 30. But, I mean, he had that MVP season and earned that contract. Ryan Tannehill that comes in at number 10 with 29.5. Did not. Hey, he's turned that thing around. He really has, and he probably he, and he did the same thing. He was on a one-year deal. He played really well. And Tennessee was, you know, okay, what do we do? Do we go with the guy who almost got us to the Super Bowl, or do we try and figure out something else? So they went with Tannehill. I mean, it makes sense. Jimmy G, 27.5. Matty Stafford. You notice the naming quarterbacks. I'm not saying Thomas Brady yet. Uh, Matty Stafford is at 27. Coming in at 13, lucky number 13, Derek Carr, 25 million. And tied for 13 with Derek Carr, Tom Brady. 
So these are Thomas Edward Brady. So Tommy Brady and Derek Carr. Respect on his name. They are the same amount in value. Okay. So which one would you take? Oh my gosh, I would take forty-three-year-old Tommy <laughs> for the same amount of money. Like I like when the, the Fox Sports put up, like they put up those things on Instagram, like build your team. I would put the five dollar or the twenty-five dollars to get Tom Brady over the twenty-five to put up Derek Carr. Uh, it's shocking. Okay, so let's go back up the ladder. So. Tom Brady's at what? You said 13? 20, oh, yeah, he's the 13th ranked paid quarterback. Okay, so Matt Stafford, would you take him over Matt Stafford? I would take Tom Brady over Matty Stafford. Would you take him over Jimmy G? I 100% would take him over Jimmy G. Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I'd take him over Ryan Tannehill. Matt Ryan? I would take him over Matt Ryan for sure. Carson Wentz? Uh, way over, yeah, definitely. Well, hold on. Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I would, ta- I would take him over Kirk. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Why is he up here? I would def- <laughs> Yes, I would take Tom over Jared Goff. I I I I agree that the top five you can make an argument just because of age. Sure. Like Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Russell Wilson, he always balls out. Deshaun, I Deshaun might be the one that'd be like, nah. Well, here's the thing though. Like y- let's say you want to pick Deshaun. You you're spending fourteen million dollars more on Deshaun yeah. Watson. Like that's the big hiccup for all that's for, true. for all of this for me. Is like I when you look even when I'm playing Madden, my quarterback is never the highest paid player on the team. Like I I don't subscribe to that theory that you need to put all, pour all of your money into one position cuz that one position requires five guys to block for it. It requires at least three guys or four guys who can run out and catch a ball from this guy. It requires one guy who you can hand the ball off to or can turn into a blocker when you need him. Like, there's so many reasons the quarterback isn't the most important thing happening on that field. Because, like, look at Trent Dilfer won a fucking Super Bowl. Like, if you <laughs> if you can build a team that's a good team, you don't need to worry about paying your quarterback all the money. So when you look at the Green Bay Packers and the issues they've had and Rodgers saying, you know, well, shit, they're not building this team around me. Well, look at what Tom does. Tom gets paid uh, $14 million less than you. So for seven – or no, sorry – Two million dollars more than Patrick Mahomes, you could sign Tom Brady and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and, and see for Mahomes <laughs> to, for Mahomes to take that big of a contract, I don't know why. I don't know why you would do that, even as Patrick Mahomes. I know a lot of it is a, like a status symbol, or you can just say, I, "Dude, if you were him, you are happy at the Chiefs. You're making ridiculous amount of money. Who?" Dude, I enjoy playing football. I'm going to go play football, and I'm even if I never work again, like half that money's guaranteed. I don't have to ever do anything in my life. Sure. I can just worry about playing football and having fun. But even so, like, like, and that's why when I look at Brady with like $25 million a year every year, that look, and you look at Patrick Mahomes, how much money does he make from State Farm, from Head and Shoulders? Like, <laughs> he's got supplemental income. Like, it's not like. Football is his only source of revenue. So when he's making $45 million and pocketing that, then he's doing State Farm, then he's doing all these commercials. It really is like, okay, you have more money than you'll ever need ever. Now your team can't afford to pay other positions, though. <laughs> like, you, this is a real thing. In a few years, when, like, when a Tyreek Hill, when his contract comes ready, and it's like, okay, I want to make money too. I want, I want Mahomes' money too. I've been just as good. I've been just no, as important to this sorry. team. And yeah, that's the Chiefs are going to tell him. No, you got to go somewhere else, buddy. Like, 
Some some guys know. Like some receivers know. Like okay, I'm gonna sign the the, the team friendly deal. I'll be the one to bite the bullet. I want to play with Rodgers. My name is Randall Cobb. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> I don't have a lot going for me, so I'll sign for a lot less than I could probably get if I hit the free agent market. But I, I, like, not a lot of guys can do that. So that's going to be an issue in the coming years here, where they have this guy who's taking up the large percentage of their team's total salary cap. Like, I would even Rodgers makes more than ten million dollars less. Than Mahomes like is Mahomes worth that much and you're I mean you know NFL contracts you can cut them any fucking day if you want to but it's got a 10-year contract and it really like is it, yeah 10 years is a long time but it's also it's got to be a status thing it really is a I'm better than this person I deserve to be paid more like that was why Crabtree held out Crabtree was Michael Crabtree was drafted and he looked at his stats versus I forget who was I don't know if it was like Julio Jones or somebody. He looked at the other receiver who was like level with him coming out of college. And he said, look, I have better numbers than this person. I'm better than this person. You need to pay me like, like this person got paid. And he wanted to be paid more than the person coming out of college. So, Well, it, he also he had to get paid for the uh, that fucking chain Aqib Tlaib ripped off his neck. That's so. true. Well, and he also had to – I remember when I was at work, when I worked at FedEx in the retail store – uh, we printed the blueprints to his house. I mean, it is nuts. <laughs> this guy had a fucking indoor basketball court, an outdoor basketball court, an indoor pool, and an outdoor pool. Like, it really was like, I mean, I, I, he must have been thinking that he was getting Mahomes money at that point. Like, <laughs> shit, I'm, I'm, none of this money's ever going away. I'm Michael fucking Crabtree. Like, he, he was convinced none of that was ever going away. Uh, Zach, wacky NFL numbers uh, kind of story here. Did you... Get a look at greatness. Nathan Weller cheered 245, and he said, Tim Tebow can suck my left nut. And that mm. was on Twitch that he said that. So we, we do have Twitch up. <laughs> Maddie Spice asked where the fuck Big Ben was on that list. $14 million, like way below everyone else. Like He has a really – He deserves less than that. He has a team-friendly deal because, you know, he probably was on this team when they had – I mean, they had Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown. Maddie Spice 04 says Trovo agrees. Fuck Tim Tebow. I'm hearing it from Twitch and Trovo. Nobody here likes Tim Tebow. Ex- well, Big Ben also probably sexually assaulted a staffer in the office, so he's got to take that deal for the team. They're all allegations. So Dalvin Cook was talking about switching his number in Minnesota, and I didn't know that they would make the players do this, which is actually kind of a smart deal. I, I wonder, I wonder why this doesn't happen more often. But uh, Dalvin Cook. Number 33 wanted to switch his number. Nathan Jones tears, cheers 45. He says Mac Jones needs Tim Tebow. That might have been a better move if the Patriots went back and got Mac Tim Jones Tebow. Mac Jones has fucking the best coach of all time. Why would he need Tim Tebow? And, and he's got two good tight ends now. And what does he have? Njoku and, jo- and, and Hunter Henry? They're going to be fine. Or John, John Smith. I forget who they got. But uh, Dalvin Cook would have had to pay $1.5 million to buy out all of the already made Dalvin Cook 33 jerseys in Minnesota. I didn't know that was a thing. Do teams do that where they're like, hey, you want to switch your number? That's cool. You just need to buy the rest of your uniforms that are already existing. Like, how come they don't have some sort of insurance policy for these jerseys? Because I've, like I said, I've been one of these people. I bought a, I was gifted a Clinton Portis Broncos jersey the summer before he got traded to the Redskins. Like I, <laughs> they need to have some sort of Jersey insurance. Cause there's even times where guys like, remember when Kobe switched to 24, like that was all about Jersey sales. Like, Hey, we need, 
We want a spike in jersey sales, Kobe. What should we do? I'll switch numbers. And then it was boom. Every week. Now people got eight. People got 24. Nathan just cheered. So I, I don't want to derail it, though. Who's better, number eight Kobe or number 24 Kobe? I would take number 24 Kobe just because he seemed like a man at that point. I do want to say real quick, Nathan Weller just cheered 245 again on Twitch. He said Hunter Henry is a washed-up bum, ladies. Uh, <laughs> and he might not be wrong. I had Hunter Henry on Fantasy many years in a row. And he would drop 10, 10, 10, 10, and then get hurt for like six weeks. And then 10, 10, 10, 4. So, yeah, who knows? Now he's going to be tight end number two yeah. only because Tebow is going to be tight end number one. That's true. Tebow might be a Patriot before the night is over. Stay <laughs> tuned, everybody. Uh, but, yeah, I liked Kobe 24 because he was like more of an adult at that point. And I felt like with eight, his legacy was with, with – that's like Shaq and Kobe. 34 and eight. Those were the two guys on the on the court the whole time. Dominant. Best player in the league, by the Jump way. Jump out of the fucking roof. I'm just saying, Shaquille O'Neal still. Like, every time I watch highlights of him, <laughs> it's like, dude, he's the best. I, I'm i so shocked. Unstoppable. I, I really wish, like, I know that the only, like, real matchup we got for, like, Kobe or for, for Shaq and Jordan was that Magic versus the Bulls series where the, the Magic beat him that one year, and then the next year Jordan was like, oh, I'm back. I'm going to beat these guys. Yeah, like, fuck you guys. If there was, you know, we always talk about fantasy warfare where, you know, Ollie versus Tyson. I would love to see that Laker team with Shaq and Kobe take on the, those bowls. Uh, Nate Weller, 95 bits this time. He says, Geezy only likes Tim Tebow because he is religious. <laughs> Tim Tebow is religious, Nathan. He went to church. No, he's a fucking winner. He's a winner, that's for sure. Might as well be from Boston. He should watch that playoff game where Tim Tebow <laughs> played the Patriots. Or the Patriots. Not that one. It, Don't watch it that one. It aired January 8th, Just 19, wa- or, uh, 2012. Watch the one where he played the Steelers. It's like the greatest moment in sports. I don't know. Everyone talks about how Jesus in- was there. He was in the stands. You think it was like an Angels in the outfield kind of moment, like Tebow's weird arm motion, the ball comes out, and an angel grabs the ball and floats it into Demarius Thomas's hands. Like It was, it like- was more like, like the whole game. Jesus is like, what are you doing? Why do I have to help you so much? It was divine intervention, my friend. Zach, what do you think about this silly number thing? Like, I'm still not for it. I don't know. Like, it seems like a lot of the football folks that I listen to from Pat Wait, you're not for the player getting charged, or you're not for changing the number? I'm not for the single-digit numbers for everybody. Like, it, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. running backs can wear single digits. I think linebackers, defensive ends, like, everybody can wear a single digit if they want it, essentially. Like, I think offensive linemen are, like, the only ones excluded. Like, they, they got fucked out of this whole thing. Like, oh, I guess not us, huh? What if I wanted to be number three? So, yeah, it really it, – I just – I don't know. Football has been a certain way for all these years. We had all the numbers figured out already. It was fine. Is this, is this for jersey sales? Is this for – I was number two in college. I want to wear two in the bigs. Like, I don't know. I just feel I, – I don't know where this comes from. I, man, people get superstitious about their numbers, but being a guy who I played nose guard or inside defensive lineman my entire life, I'm looking at the fucking dirt the whole game. So <laughs> I don't know why I never needed numbers. I think your argument that Brady said was the best. Yeah. But yeah, when you're a quarterback, I need to know who the fuck is who. And now you just made it confusing as shit, which... Maybe it's a good thing because offense gets all the fucking benefits. So True. Let's give the defense a little help here. Maybe. Hey, that's but, a good uh, argument for you. That's the most. That's the best argument I've heard for it. Was like, this is a league where we really baby the passing game. This is a new advantage defenses can use. Where 
The defensive end is number nine. The corner is number eight. The We're going to hide a fucking yeah. cornerback with the linebacker. The safety is number seven. The linebacker is number two. <laughs> like, you have no yeah. idea who is who, you know, especially if these, you know, if a deep safety comes up to kind of play, you know, he looks like he's going to play spies. He's stunting. And it's like, is that a linebacker? Is he a corner? What is this guy doing? Like, you got to start learning people's faces. You have to, is that Buda Baker? <laughs> I think that's Buda Baker. Okay, I know that's the safety blitz. Yeah, be the new thing. Yeah, this year. It's, dude, it's gonna be crazy. So I think that's a really good argument for why the numbers thing had to change. It's like, look, we could go pass interference on every fucking play. <laughs> Let's give one advantage to 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 the off or to the defense. Could we? We've made this league way too offensive. Because uh, right, I'm a defense. You don't give a fuck. Where's the ball? Yeah, stop the ball. Tackle the guy with the fucking ball. Yeah. I don't care what number he is. And you're, and you're so right. I like guess as a lineman, yeah, you're looking at the dirt anyway. You're, lo- you're watching the ball. You're listening for the, for the snap count. Like, that's all you're really doing. You don't really care about anyone's number. You're like, is that where the ball is? I'm going to go get it. Like, and Give even, me the fucking ball. Yeah, so a lot of it's going to be, you know, and I, I get what Tom is saying, where, yeah, a lot of it probably is just based on numbers, especially if, you know, when you're seeing, like, the ones, when you're seeing the starters, yeah, you know who the starters are. But as soon as that second-team defense comes in, you're probably like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. He could be a safety. He could be a linebacker. could be a corner. I don't know what I mean, Brady will probably know that, but, like, Matty Stafford's not or scouting the third team on defense. Or Jared Goff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's my new guy. He's I my new I promise he makes. He probably should be, but. I might not. draft Jared Goff in fantasy. I think he's going to have a big year. If you're getting paid that much, new team, new coach. It's going to be awesome. I don't think – I think they lost Kenny Galladay. This is his year, baby. Before we go, Zach, Seaspiracy hit Netflix like a whale hitting a boat. My life has been changed forever because I live I lived in California where everybody was so worried about plastic, plastic straws, plastic forks, plastic bags. Uh, bring your own totes. I bring my own totes to the grocery store. Um, oh, well, before COVID hit, now suddenly nobody wants to touch my totes. So, <laughs> Zach, this this Seaspiracy documentary really opened my eyes to not like it, it, look at the entire world. And this is the same thing when we talk about climate change, when we talk about issues that people think are are exclusive to America. It we're on a planet with other nations and other countries. So when we have guys that are so focused on America's use of plastic, our best friend Dan Crenshaw you know, I remember he, he was the one who taught me America has a trash system. All of that <laughs> trash you see in the ocean, it, most of, 90% of it is from China. It's not from America. America has waste management, Republic services, Athens services. We have ways to dispose of our garbage. We're not like I, I live real close to a landfill. Like they're not <laughs> they don't take all this <laughs> stuff from the landfill and dump it in the ocean. Like, oh, we're full today. We're going to go down to the. Yeah, let's. You know what? We're going to the bay. We're going to the Trinity River over there. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to dump it in the river and we'll figure it out later. Now, I'm not saying that no trash gets into the water. I mean, I drive by. There's a little pond where there's, there's trash over there. There's probably homeless people or teenagers just throwing trash from there. People being assholes. Yeah, exactly. And But this seaspiracy really showed me that we're really focusing on the wrong issue here. Like. And much like a lot of Netflix documentaries where it will completely change your entire outlook on the world, um, I really looked at this. I went into this, like, really not even understanding what it was going to be about. But what caught me was, you know, talking about plastics in the ocean where it's like, oh, a whale died from eating, you know, too many plastic bags. 
but that's that's one whale, two whales, three whales dying, right? There are countries that kill 300 whales in an hour. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things where America's focused and like they will shame you and they will they will cancel you if you still use plastic straws or plastic bags. However, they don't even care that in Norway, that in Japan, that in China, they hunt whales, dolphins and uh, like the commercial fishing industry, how many how many dolphins they kill trying to catch tuna, trying to catch other animals like Guang, catch the buzz, feel the An elixir thing. bomb oh. from the whole fucking show. Roses, stay safe spells. Thank you, Kevin, for joining Guang, us. catch the buzz, feel the More sting. elixir bombs from Kev Be Cool. Oh, my gosh. So much elixir raining down on me from Kevin. But I didn't even know this term. You know what bycatch is, Zach? Oh, no. By- but it sounds like something in my life. It, it will, dude. It was gnar. It's wicked gnar. <laughs> it really is. Like, remember how Game Changers made us go vegan for a little bit? Like, this uh, th- this legit made me stop eating seafood. I'm done eating seafood forever. The term bycatch. Because when people are trying to catch uh, tuna, when they're trying to catch whatever, any any lobsters, crab, shrimp, any seafood that you eat, halibut, cod, uh, bycatch is if they put a big net in the water, and we know that a lot. They lo- catch everything. They catch every fucking thing. So they'll catch turtles, hammer, hammerhead sharks, dolphins, whales, all these extra animals they catch. They're called bycatch. They're they're the byproduct. You know, it's like the secondary thing that they're getting. Now we don't eat hammerhead sharks. So what do they do? They just toss it back in the water. And a lot of times these sharks are dead before they even hit the water. Like <laughs> you know, they get pulled out of the water. They're on a they're on a boat deck for like ten minutes, and then it takes six six dudes to carry these sharks and dump them overboard. <laughs> And the same with turtles, the same, like every animal they showed, it really was this like really depressing and really upsetting. Like, this is the problem. You want to tell me that plastic bags are killing whales? This is killing whales right here. Watching a whale get dumped off a ship after laying there for a half hour. Are these American ships? Some of them are American. uh, Some of them are American commercial fishing, uh, commercial fishing vessels. But most of them, Asia. Like a lot of them, it was Asia where it was just, that's the, that's the market. And you want to buy a shark fin? You got to go to China. Like it really, and they have big signs on their store, like on their storefronts, no cameras allowed. And I was watching, I was watching this with Linda, right? And these guys are documentarians. They're walking in with like their big ass cameras and shit. And these shop owners are like, get the fuck out of here. And like police officers are coming and like taking their camera shit. So I said, like, why are they walking around with the fucking most conspicuous camera? Like, you need some James Bond shit. The button camera. Yeah, well, and that's, so then the next scene, they show the guy, he gets a little pen, puts it in his (laughs) pocket. I'm like, why didn't you start with that, you fucking idiot? TWFS says, I don't care if you save one fish. I hope the sea is full of sad and dead sharks. This is these (laughs) East Coast people. This is these East Coast people. I've heard Jim say the same thing. I've heard Jim from Jim and them talk about how it's all monsters in the ocean it's just full of monsters these east coasters they don't give a shit they're all they, that's quahog rhode island we want to see lobster guy. all fucking day oh, crab cakes crab cakes for days uh, you know i'm from boston <laughs> like it really boston harbor i go to the harbor i catch a wicked halibut fucking boston so they all bro. so yeah to them fuck the ocean it, to them it's a it's a cesspool <laughs> of food so they're just fishing it bro <laughs> We're from the West Coast. We need to save this because we not care a, about straws and shit. Saving the, but here's the thing: they even explain it. Saving these sharks, saving these whales, will stop climate change. Like, the ocean absorbs most of the carbon from the air, and without the ocean, without the coral reef, ninety percent of the coral reef is dead. Zach, you gotta watch this documentary. I've already given you all the spoiler <laughs> alerts. 
I'll tell you how it ends. We're fucked. We are fucked. <laughs> We're all dead. In 20, I think they even said in, in, I like that little Dickie did that song, like, we love the earth. It is our plan. You remember that song he did where he's like, he was like, in 10 years, we're fucked. Well, this documentary says in 30 years, we're fucked. So at least we have more time oh, okay. than, than little Dickie said. So well, th- our kids will figure it out. How about our that? kids will save the sharks and, and shave the whales. Uh, this is important. That's the thing. And, and, and I love. They're going to shave the whales? We're going to shave the whales. And I really <laughs> think when, when I look at climate change, yeah, I don't think it's from, uh, I don't think it's from my car. Okay, I don't think it's from the the I don't think it's from the Keystone Pipeline. Like, look at this, we're killing the ocean, dude. The, most of the world is the ocean. Haven't you even seen Waterworld? Can you imagine? That'd be fucking dope, man. If you had gills. Oh, if we had gills, that'd be great. Kevin Costner. And a, you had a fucking jar of sand, and it's like gold. <laughs> See, we need Let's to save go. the ocean. I'll start getting jars now. Kevin in the chat, all caps. Climate change isn't from anything. I mean, that is kind of true. <laughs> like, I still am not on board with climate change. But this is the first movie that was like, if you want to stop climate change, here's what you do. You don't stop making us use oil. You don't stop making us use electricity. You don't make me pay more for a bag of ice, California. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I Dude, I couldn't believe it. Like, when I went, last time I go to California, every time you buy a bottle of water, there's a plastic tax. Everything <laughs> you do, I can't imagine what the gas prices are there right now. I pick plastic on purpose now at the grocery store. Oh, when they just because s- I can. When they say pay for plastic, I go, which one has oh, handles? Plastic's fine. Which one has handles? Like, <laughs> give me the easy one. And then I go, I brought my totes. I would take paper, but it, the fucking handles rip off every fucking time. I brought my totes. Will you bag them? We're not touching anyone's bags. Well, then no plastic. <laughs> I want this. fill my totes. What is this? <laughs> I, I brought totes. Totes, you can fit more shit in them. So it's like, just fill these up. Uh, you're not gonna get COVID from my totes. Like I think that's a hundred percent proven. You can't COVID get toes is a real thing. You though. can't get COVID from a tote. We all agree with that. So, oh. even Fauci said that can't get it from surfaces. Zach, I binge watched WWE Tough Enough the other day. Now, whoa, who is this? This is Sarah Lee. She won <laughs> Tough she Enough. She won Tough Enough, and I'm watching this show. This was in 2015, and I'm wondering what happened to these people. But not even that. This was like. Why is the show not around? A reality show where people are trying to become wrestlers who have never, some of them have never wrestled before. The drama of the women arguing with each other and ratting each other out. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel safe letting her pick me up. She's hurt. She said, she told me she was hurt. I am not wrestling with her today. Like, they think they know everything now because they wrestled for like three weeks. Um, This show is so good, Zach. And I'm not, I, I, I admit, I'm a reality fan. I watch The Bachelor. (laughs) I watch, uh, like, I watch, I watch The Bachelor. I watch Floor Bama Shore. I watch Jersey Shore. Like, I love these, like, like these cringy reality shows. This is the perfect reality show. It's, it's, it's hot chicks, and there's dudes, and they're all trying to be wrestlers. And even the women know that they gotta, like, they gotta be like scantily clad. They gotta be bodybuilders. They gotta be bikini models. They know, and they're proud, proud bikini models. And she's got very manly proportions. She's got a real small waist and some big ass shoulders. I, well, she was a professional bodybuilder from Hope. And a strong jawline from Hope, Michigan. And yeah, Gilbert Medina in the chat says she ended up fucking one of the forgotten sons. Yes, she <laughs> did. She, uh, I guess, uh, not even the because Steve Cutler, I think, is the one who's with Tiana Parazzo, and then Wesley Blake ends up impregnating this lady and ruined her wrestling career. So, uh, yeah, this is. Um, I, I, I wish this show was still around, dude. Like, I really was. Like, I was hooked on it. I couldn't put it down because even Linda was watching it. 
because it is fun to watch these people try and become wrestlers, obviously. But even more so, just the entire the, the entire way they shot it, the entire way they presented it, giving you that behind-the-scenes look at how to become a wrestler, the coaches they work with, Billy Gunn, Booker T. It was awesome. It was a great reality show. And WWE has always been start and stop with this thing. They did it in, like, 2001, 2002, 2003. Took a uh, hiatus. Brought it back in 2011, and that season didn't really work out because, and there was some con- there there was some WWE controversies behind that season. This season felt like okay, we have mastered a reality show. How come this one didn't work? Um, Zach, come on, you and what you and Rebecca would love a fucking reality show because you didn't you watch Total Divas? Oh, Becca was obsessed. <laughs> Like this show is a better version of Total Divas because it is like you are seeing them. It's a competition, so it's like MTV is the challenge. They're competing for a job. <laughs> like I, I was just I could not put it down. It was eleven episodes on Peacock. So what was the line when somebody got kicked off? Oh, they just Jericho would just uh, he would announce the world is voted, and then the percentages would come up on the screen, and it'll just be like uh, I wish Jericho would have said. You know, Gabby, you're not tough enough. That's what he should have said, but he goes, Gabby, <laughs> that your journey ends here. Why are you not a writer on this show? Yeah, I know. Well, Jericho was kind of a shitty host. I kind of liked how shitty he was, though. I think he was doing it on purpose. Um, <laughs> real quick, fit, Fire Fist Ace in the chat says, I love The Bachelor. What did you think of Matt's season? I hated Matt's season of The Bachelor. Like, I watched it, hook, line, and sinker, couldn't put it down. The way it ended, I was so fucking sick because he was like, she's a racist. I can't even look at her because she likes these pictures. It really was like frustrating but they might get back together we should do bachelor talk one of these nights i remember when hogan was a host and then they gave him the boot and replaced him with the miz yeah gino's bringing up when uh mid-season hogan uh is fired from wwe that's when all the racist comments come out that he said on tape during his porno um mm. so they had to they just had to fire him and they had to go they, they brought in the miz and on the miz on like his first show like mandy rose who's a wrestler now was nominated like to get eliminated and he's like we can't let her go. She's hot. She's so hot. We can't let her go. So he saves her, like he uses his save, and it like kind of fucked up the entire show. Um, but but he he was right. Mandy Rose is in the WWE. Sonya Deville went home really early on that show. Such a good show. I was Peacock surprised surprised me because I went on there and I was like, I bet there's nothing on here right now. And I saw Tough Enough and I was like, Oh yeah, let's check this out. I could not put this fucking thing down, Zach. This this was so addicting. If you don't have Peacock, I would say get it. Just to watch this fucking season. Just for that? Just this one season of Tough Enough. I could. And, and by the way, WrestleMania Backlash is this Sunday. But what a show. I mean, Zach, please, when you have time, you need to watch this shit. All right, man. I can commit to it. But I was going to say, like, just probably two weeks ago, Becca was like, we haven't watched wrestling in a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe we do got to get the Peacock. Yeah, dude. Well, this even even lately, like I just, my peacock, cock, 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 all the cock. I put on uh, USA Network most of the time. Like I'll, I'll tomorrow night, I watch Dynamite. I just started putting it on the TV, and Linda watches it. I mean, Ralphie likes it. Like my family w- has no problem watching it. Like uh, tonight was one of the better ones. NXT is always a good show to have on. I don't really watch Raw with them because it's so long. It's three hours, so they don't need to now, watch. Give me a Fiend update because my wife loves the Fiend. <laughs> Gone. Vanished from television. Vanished from existence. <laughs> really? The night after WrestleMania, he did like he, he was in the fun house and he goes, that's the end of this simulation. 
and you know he kind of he kind of hinted that he was moving on to something else. Never heard from him again. Alexa <laughs> Alexa Bliss is doing her own version of the Fiend now. She has Lily. She has like a little doll that apparently tells her what to do, uh, mm. and it's terrible. Like it really. I don't. I didn't even like the Fiend. So now they're giving me like this new version <laughs> of the Fiend, and I hate it. It. You know what? It's making me do. It's making me go. Where the fuck is Bray Wyatt? Give me the other Fiend back. This one sucks. We have I the, still have a, my Yowie Wowie fucking Tumblr. I am waiting for him to come back at this point. Like I really, I don't uh, know. Well, how much would you pay to be, you know, Alexa's doll though that tells her what to do? Oh shit! I would to. I'd like to be her. Everything. I I'd like to be her eye makeup artist because I don't know who the fuck's <laughs> doing that. Like she looks so silly. It really is like oh my gosh. We could be doing so many other things besides this, but this is this just happens to be what we landed on. So, Zach, let's ride off into the sunset for those listening on the podcast. We're about to jump into a ton of wrestling. Everybody here live. I mean, we just talked about Tough Enough and The Fiend. Uh, and those, you know what? That's enough wrestling. We did it, Zach. That We covered everything we needed to cover, uh, Tough Enough and The Fiend. <laughs> Tough Enough from 2015 and The Fiend from five weeks ago. Those are all the hot-button issues surrounding wrestling right now. Thank you so much for listening. No, I'm, I, I will be back. So when I come back, we have plenty to talk about. We have... I watched main events. I watched 205 Live. I watched all these shows, Zach, and I felt like they punished me for it. Like, I really was so excited. <laughs> I watched New Japan. You ever watched New Japan Pro oh, Wrestling? Man. I've heard you talk about it. I watched uh, a few matches. Is that where um, uh, your boy's from? Which one? AJ? AJ was there for a while, and it was good when he was there. But I have to be honest. I thought what I saw most recently I did not like. Like, I like the Gorillas of Destiny. I like Tongaloa and Tamatanga. And I watched them fight. They call Polynesian people the Gorillas of anything? The Gorillas of Destiny. They're the G.O.D. In fucking 2021? They're, wow. go- they're gods of the Bullet Club. So that's why they're G.O.D. <laughs> and I love that wrestling nerds still pretend like Bullet Club is the best. Uh, like, they're, they're, the, they're still the best. Uh, like faction and wrestling, it's like no, they're not. Let's can we stop? Like currently or ever? Right now, yeah. They're uh, like right now. This is the best thing going. It's like I think it's been played out for, for years. I mean, they just had their like eight year celebration of the Bullet Club. It's like it's completely different than what it was. And are are that many people jonesing and and like still watching it for Bullet Club? I'm not one of them. Like I, I have never met one of them. I've never met somebody who's like oh. Thank God Bullet Club's still around. Otherwise, I would have changed the channel months ago. Like, there's no people out there like that. But th- the matches, the, the the Americans that go to Japan, they're they're kind of too self-aware for me where they, like, don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, I'm wrestling in Japan. Like, the spot <laughs> that annoyed me was this guy named Zack Sabre Jr., little white guy, and he was hitting these European uppercuts on Tongaloa. Tongaloa, by the way, is like a 6'3", jacked Samoan fucker. He's not Samoan. He's Tongan. And he's, like, charging this Zack Sabre Jr. full speed. And Zack Sabre Jr. hits a European uppercut, right? Uh, just gives him a little shot under the chin. So Tongaloa stumbles back and then just runs forward again. But they move backwards, like, a couple feet every time. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. is, like, slowly moving backwards until he gets backed up into the turnbuckle. But it's, like, there's, like, 20 European uppercuts. And it's this weird bit of, like, European uppercut. He stumbles backwards. Then he charges again. European uppercut. He stumbles backwards. Charges again. Like, it's the kind of wrestling that Jim Cornette would go, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, it's, it's the kind of wrestling I was doing that at. 
It's like, what am I watching? Stop that. I wish Billy Gunn was at ringside going, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing in there? Like, that, <laughs> like that's what it felt like to me. It was some of the worst shit I've ever seen. And I like, like I said, I like Tongaloa, but I don't know why he let Zack Sabre Jr. hit him with 20 European uppercuts. And it would look like a cartoon. It would look like Sonic underscore Gino says Vladies is more of a chaos guy or even United Empire fan. He's oh, that he is so deep in New Japan. That's the most. Those are the most New Japan references I ever heard. I even tried to. Uh, I almost Zach. I was seconds away from subscribing to New Japan World. Like that's where you get to watch all their <laughs> shit. It's oh, same. Lord. It's WWE Network, and it's mostly in Japanese. You just gotta figure it out. Um, I was trying to do it on my phone, which is a huge mistake. But it's only nine seventeen, nine dollars seventeen cents a month. Like, oh, oh man, <laughs> what a steal, oh, right? Well, let's do this, man. Let's take a break. I'm available. Let's fucking hang out. You can tell me about wrestling. I have no fucking clue about, and I'll react to it. See, yeah, there's so much to talk about. There is so much wrestling that happened. We will get into it all. Don't go anywhere, people. Chill, lo-fi, hip-hop beats free. Royalty free <laughs> coming right at you, everybody. Probably an ad is about to play before it called it because YouTube sucks. By the way, YouTube is getting greedy with these fucking ads. Everything gets an ad now, dude. Like I was even listening to a podcast on YouTube that was constant. I'm, I'm driving, listening to this podcast, constantly getting interrupted by ads. Like I, I just don't know how they have. They're so smart with all these ads. <laughs> it's an insane amount. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks again for downloading the podcast here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your, your podcast. Much appreciated. Always remember, if you ever want to listen live, Tuesdays, Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, trovo.live slash vleeties, twitch.tv slash realvleeties, youtube.com slash ryan van vliet i liked the tricast i really did enjoy it thank you so much always leave a review i do appreciate that as well i am still on my hiatus from social media but twitter uh twitter.com slash vleeties that's where you can keep up with the show i'm on there probably more than anything else at this point because that's kind of the easiest one to just send a tweet and forget about it thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day night however you are <laughs>